0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. TBB10. It doesn't work, does it? <laughs> hey guys, it's Akua, and in this episode we'll be speaking to the lovely actress Susan Atto. Now she's um, recently been seen in this EastEnders spin-off, Redwater. See, I didn't know anything about it; it caught me unawares. Saw that there, Cat and Alfie, those popular characters from EastEnders, they were given a spin-off because basically Kat needs to find her long-lost son that she didn't realise she had, or something like that. I didn't get to watch it because before I knew it that it actually existed, turn around and it's finished. It was only six episodes. I think it's kind of running like a trial to see how people respond to it. But the reviews and the comments have been like, it's been good. That It's kind of ended on a cliffhanger. So everyone's like, we need series two. We don't know there's going to be a series two. But in the meantime, I spoke to the lovely Susan Atte. She plays a character called Bernie in Redwater. And she's going to tell me everything because I know nothing. So we're going to catch up with her. And um, a bit about Susan, she's been... an irish she's irish and half irish half cameroonian um she has been in a irish series called fair city and recently she's been in america not recently for a long while she's been in america trying to break it as our talent tends to do because there are more opportunities but we're going to catch up have a listen hope you enjoy
1: um Jimmy Acombola in yes.
0: L.A. Yes, Jimmy's lovely. Isn't he?
1: And he's so left nice.
0: us. He's left us for America. Well, he's
1: doing very well, so <laughs> he'll come back.
0: Maybe, because <laughs> there is there is much work out there. But yeah, so, so have you relocated to America? Because you, you're back and forth, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to do, is to do the back and forth thing. But um, I got my green card in September, so I'm just hoping to hip-hop around, <laughs> like just try and you know, because you just want to go where the work is. It's in America, go to America. If it's in London, stay in London.
0: Ireland, go to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but how? So, how hard was it to get your green? I mean, I've, I've spoken to a few actors, and they've. It seems like a pretty straightforward process. Or is it? Was it? Was it easy to get?
1: I mean, it isn't. It isn't. It's just. It's a lot of paperwork, obviously, and um, it depends on you know what how they're going about it. But mm. I suppose it. I had four. I had a three or four or ones before that. Um. So they were actors' working visa, and I went for the green card under, um, you know, uh, an actor. So, yeah, it took a couple of years, but, you know, I eventually got it, which was great. It's just, in the system, it just can take a long time.
0: But then, so, if it takes, yeah, a couple of years, it's like you have to have faith in what you're doing to kind of keep keep at it. (laughs) Oh,
1: absolutely, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely do- just have to and and try and get on with your life and not think about it. But at the same time, you're like, uh, like
0: what is happening? You know? No, that's what I was gonna say. Cause like, it, it having your mind kind of tune out, knowing that made yeah. more than like. So okay, hold on. Is it based on? <laughs> it sounds crazy. Is it based on your talent? <laughs> do you have to have like evidence? Of, well, look, I am brilliant. I've been in all these shows. Or can you not even work until it comes through?
1: And Because I had an L one I could work, okay. you know, so I was doing both at the same time. Um, also, so that you're able to um, go in and out of the country. I mean, they do provide you with a one-year parole, like just a, a green card. It's not a permanent one, but okay. it's a working visa, so you can use that while your green card is being processed.
0: Okay, so you can work, and it's not yeah. not restricted. But the green card just makes life yeah. easier. Yeah, exactly. <sighs>
1: it's but so... it's still not. Day, you know, until you get it through the mail, <laughs> like the, until it comes through that post box, nothing for sure. What did you
0: do? <laughs> what did you do when you got yours?
1: I cried, and I didn't think I would. I just no. thought I'd be like, oh, thank the Lord for this. But I looked at it, and it was green because
0: there's a green card, and I was like, oh, my God, it's actually
1: green. Oh, it's an actual card. And then, card. you know, you get 10 years on it,
0: so it's a big deal. It's an actual green, actual card. It's
1: an actual green card,
0: Actually yeah. no. <laughs> you don't know, and the thing is, it's so, like, straightforward. You think that you... Yeah, this is obvious. Obviously, it's a green card, but you just kind of take it for granted that it's this magical golden ticket type thing. And, like, with um, getting this as an actor, is this part of your... I've never asked an actor this. Is it part of the... Do you get... Like a whole class on how to apply if you want to work internationally. Do you get this kind of training or is it something you kinda of learn graduating? No,
1: I mean honestly I wish and I wish I could tell other people and okay. I try to when I, I meet them, but um I was just told about this O one that you could get, which was an actor's working visa. That's all I knew when I was planning to try and get a visa to like spend time in the state that's all I knew and so when I talked to the lawyer that's all he told me if I knew that you could apply for a green card kind of straight away in hindsight I think that that's what I would have done because financially it's just worth investing in the green card I oh, think Okay. you know because in the way you still need the same amount of proof that you're you know, because it's under an actor or an artist of extraordinary ability. That's what it's called. Okay. So you have to prove that you have a certain ability for the 01 and for the green card. And yes, the green card may have more things in particular that you kind of need to strive for to hit, but I think it's worth doing that than just focusing. On the 01, and three years goes by really quick, and it's never really three years, it's shorter than that, and that's by the time you get it through, you know, like, all okay. of that, like, months go by, and then by the time you plan your trip, like, so I think you kind of get two and a half years out of that, you know, like, and that two, goes- maybe, in eight months or something, like, not not that much and it really goes by so quick and then you're on to again applying which takes time and then giving again more money to lawyers and
0: yeah, so it's an arduous process so the, the, the green it's card it's an
1: arduous process and it's also a very um, financially draining one so but no one told me, and I even said to I thought, why didn't you tell me about it? But it's <laughs> yeah. to their advantage, right? Because if you apply for continuous O1s, and then suddenly they're like, oh, but you can do the green card, and then they're getting another lump sum, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just, yeah, okay. So you've got there's got to be more education information about that. Well, you've helped. I really think so. You've helped any actors listening that try and get the green card before instead of investing in just the R1. I think
1: if you have enough credits like okay. if you really do have these credits you know that's the thing
0: and what type of um, credits sorry what type of credits do you need is it, are you talking about what? that's, that, that's what I think i kind of meant before in regards to proof of talent so is it I don't know, you know, the, I don't know what they call this. So I think there's different categories you can pick. So I think you have to be
1: able to, um, be like, so there's ten categories. Uh-huh. You need to be able to at least have three of those. Okay. You know, like, prove three of those. So one can be press and publicity. Um, one can be how much you make. Um, um, one can be, like, if you're part of boards of, like, film festivals, judging. Like, you're, you know, which means that you're kind of really in the industry and yeah. you're, you know that's another one and then also like credits, proof of work and where you've worked all that kind of stuff, and you can get like
0: directors and producers to write on your behalf. Okay, makes sense. Thank you for the advice. That is not what I um we were going to talk about first, but that's very good. It's all informative, so thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So obviously, we're talking about your role in Red Waters, which is why you will yeah. be going back and forth. I have to admit that I haven't watched. I've not really been invested in Cat and Alfie since way back in the day. Um right. So I was actually surprised to hear that they were getting a spin off So have you been an EastEnders fan? And were you specifically fans of the Cat and Alfie characters? And yeah, tell us about your character, Bernie. Is this um, a great step for you? Right,
1: so, um, I mean, I obviously travel myself a lot. So I, I, you know, I I don't think I get to watch EastEnders unless I'm at my granny's, okay. you know? But I'm very familiar with it. I think we all are, of course, growing up. So very familiar with a lot of the characters in EastEnders, especially, you know, the Cat and Alfies of the mm. world. So. Yeah, when the project came to me, it was, it was interesting because I also was like, oh, I didn't know what angle they were taking on it. I didn't quite know anything about it. Mm. Um, but then I read the pilot, which was written by um, Matthew Graham, and I was just really sucked in because it was almost like they created this brand new world for Kat and Alfie to come into. It's like you're taking two people from a soap and then you're dropping them into a one-hour drama. It's very experimental, you know. I don't think it's really been done before. Not for the UK, Um, definitely. Yeah, so they just end up... Kat's looking for her son that she had. I don't know if you noticed, but she... she, So she had given birth... When she gave birth to Zoe, she'd also given birth to a baby boy. They were twins, and she didn't know this. And then she kind of finds this out later in her life. Oh wow, okay. Um, yeah, and then she finds a postcard and apparently he lives in Redwater. So Kat and Alfie decide to go to this town, this small town in um, Ireland called Redwater. And what they don't realize is that, that town itself, as they're trying to dis- to find out who their son is, the town also has a lot of secrets, and, you know, they start to kind of bubble to the surface, and it's just this feeling of, oh, Cat and I shouldn't be in this town, because there's a lot
0: going on. Okay, so so how does it differ from EastEnders? Is it more of a, like a, a, a straight-laced drama, because obviously EastEnders is sitcom, not sitcom, sorry, it's more like a situational oh, a drama. Soap but, opera. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah soap it's opera, so, what,
1: it's, yeah, very it's a one hour, and it's drama, it's Totally different to a soap format. So mm. it's a completely different format. And how's,
0: tell us about your character. Your who who's Bernie, and how does she fit in to their world? Yeah,
1: so Bernie is married to um, a a man called Andrew Kelly, and he is part of uh, this family in Redwater. So there's three generations, and they're working. They all they all work on this farm together. And so she married in and she's the local policewoman, a Garda. That's what it's called in Ireland. And she's eight months pregnant and she has two kids as well.
0: Does she have <laughs> secrets?
1: Um, No, she's more kind of like a bit of an outsider because she's married into the family. And that family is very convoluted and has a lot of stuff that they don't talk about. A lot of things are swept under the carpet okay. in that family. So they have a lot of secrets. And... She kind of has a, a very underlying strange relationship with her husband, and you know her way of trying to fix it is to you know try and have another baby. Like that's her solution to it, mm-hmm. and then also her solution of not really getting entangled with the family problems and issues. She doesn't work on the farm. She's a policewoman. She works in her. She gets very um, involved in her work, and um, at the end of the first episode, a drowning occurs. You know, we later learn down the line, we're like, oh, did that person really drown? It's my grandfather in law that drowned, or did something else happen? And then that's when she gets quite busy into trying to figure out what happened to her.
0: Um, Grandfather in law. I see. So it sounds very intriguing. So what was yeah. it about? Um, I'm I'm
1: trying also to like not tell you exactly. I know. What happened I know. Cause you might
0: want to watch it. No, I know. I can hear because there's questions I want to ask, and I'm like, okay, she's being cagey. You're being expertly cagey, but I can I can hear that you don't want to reveal reveal too much. But so, yeah. what, what was it about your character that drew you from America to come back home and is it to your hometown or close by? Um, to where no, worked? we shot in
1: Wicklow and in and in um, Dunmore East. Um, which is near Waterford, but um, I hadn't been in, like, we were there for four and a half months, and I haven't been in Ireland for that long, in a very long time, so it was so nice to be able to, A, get a job from, because I auditioned for it in America, um, and I did the call back, you know, on Skype with the producers um, of the BBC and the director and everything from Skype, which is You know the great. I love that about the you know our world that we're living in now because you we wouldn't have been able to do that before. You know. Yeah, you
0: can remote audition. But did did you audition or was it just a conversation?
1: No, so I put myself on tape first, and then sent it away. And then the callback was conversation chat, and the casting director was there as well. And then I had to read again, and then I was redirected. And yeah, it was. So you did. So
0: you read on Skype. You read over Skype to them. Yeah. So how does that? feel because then I suppose you're detached it's just you and then they're there look, look, looking at you does it not feel kind of how does that differ from being in the room with people
1: um it was interesting right because I, the, the comfortable part about it was that I was in my kitchen so I'm in a place where you know I feel very relaxed sure. and it's my home you know what I mean so that part makes me feel at ease the other harder part was it's technology so sometimes if it goes in and out and you're trying to you know like hmm. make sure that you're catching everything that they're saying that that can be a bit hard to kind of overcome a little bit but it, it's very doable I don't know I quite like it because I felt in control
0: okay if okay, that yeah. makes sense yeah. I think
1: sometimes with actors we struggle when we go into rooms because we
0: have to take over the room and sometimes if we don't know the space overpowering yeah. it can be very hard to balance that out and then
1: you and then you you know we're dealing with nerves we're all human right mm. like we're very nervous um we, we're not we don't know what to expect all of those kind of things so there's something about it on skype that made me feel a bit more in control of my work
0: okay that makes sense and did yeah. you have to so you're going to be irish because you've got an american accent now so what you
1: think Yes. First person, yeah. You no, have. I mean, uh, yeah, on the show, I'm 100% Irish.
0: Yeah. So is it hard to? I suppose it's it's not a problem to switch back because you do sound quite American.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's my whole life because I've traveled
0: okay. a lot. Okay.
1: I'm like in and out. Yeah, it's just like every accent kind of comes in and out. But um, yeah, no, I'm like 100% Irish in the show.
0: Oh, that's good. So you've also yeah. worked in on, on in an Irish series, I think called Fair City. So what are that's the oppor- good, yeah. what are the opportunities like in Ireland? And I, I suppose you said that you haven't been there, so maybe this is a bit of a redundant question. But I don't know from your viewpoint what is the, um, what's yeah, the industry I mean, like.
1: First of all, with Red Water, I'm extremely um, like really pleased that. You know, it's a mixed
0: race Irish person that's playing the yes, character. Yes, for sure. Um, because I think that it's very important
1: to show diversity in Ireland. We don't see it in every show, of course, yeah. but um, I think that it's, it's great that it's been seen
0: because there are a lot of diverse people living in Ireland. And, it's and a- they were living back then And there's
1: and there's a lot And now with, you know, migration and everything There are definitely a lot more people So I do think it's important to reflect that on screen I think it's important for young girls that are growing up there mm. um, And I think it's important for me Because when you feel a certain identity mm. And then sometimes if it's, you know, you're trying out for parts And they're like, oh, you're great, but you're not the Irish were that we have in our head. That can be frustrating, you so, know.
0: Again, I don't know if you can get the feel of what the what what things are like now because you said it's getting more diverse. Is there something happening with the industry? Because I think in in the UK, there's there's a bit of a black renaissance going on where black creators are taking to the internet especially to just do their own thing or they're not taking no for an answer and they're trying to find as many ways to let the industry know that they're here, that we exist and you can't ignore the multicultural melting pot that is the UK so is there any kind of renaissance going on?
1: Yeah, so I was saying that I'm not sure that it's happening to the same extent that it's happening in Britain, you know but I mean... I think City is becoming um, shows like City, for instance, that have been going on for quite a while. There, you know, there's definitely more diversity on those shows. Sure. Um, I think it's also important with certain shows that when we have somebody that's ethnically diverse, that we don't necessarily have to make them from Britain if they're. if, well, I'm you, if we're filming in, in Ireland. We don't have to make them British, we don't have to make them, you know, from Brazil or all these different Ex- things. Like a lot of the times, you know, the people that are ethnically diverse are Irish. And so I think that it's important to be able to portray that. And I think the same with the UK, you know. I also think the Renaissance that you're talking about is, you know, the same with America. Sure, like there's definitely, definitely a huge um, conversation and dialogue and actions that are, you know, being put in place oh, in the yeah. for diversity.
0: There's so know? much going on. So, 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 being over there, are you finding that? I mean, what's your journey been like as an actress? So you've you've travelled. You haven't stayed in one place, but you've obviously found. Or how how easy or hard has it been to find work? Do you feel like things are happening for you in in amongst this conversation? Are you reaping the benefits or is it still a struggle within the struggle, as it were?
1: Yeah, I think, look, I think being an actor is a struggle, that's Mm, a given. Of course, yeah. You know, I I don't necessarily think that you know yes you may have a great role but then you have to wait for the next great role to come along and sometimes there can be a space of time where you're not working um, and then sometimes you are and I think throughout my career it's been like definitely moments where I'm working and then rest and then work and then rest and then Mm. work and then rest so it's definitely been an interesting journey. I, I I wouldn't change any of it, but I, you know, I think now there's much more opportunities for people like me because, you know, I mean certainly in the states, you know, you see breakdowns now where people are asking for diversity like it's they're really looking for it and yeah. I think that that's great and of, you know I just pro- arrived in London so I'm hoping I will find the exact same opportunities
0: yeah and a lot of productions are actually writing it into their clauses like you have to have this amount of ABC otherwise you're not going to um, yes get to produce, and I mean it yeah. would be great if we could all come to
1: a point where it doesn't even have to be exactly. written you know yeah. what I mean yeah. I think it's just also I, I was having this conversation I think that a lot of the times it's like you know you can't kind of have to go a little further down the line and maybe have conversations within writers because I think that also the writers that are employed, it's like, well, let's look at those. And when you write, you only write what you see and what you know. Absolutely. So it's also about bringing in writers from different backgrounds, from, you know, that have different cultural experiences, and also encouraging the writers that have been writing, you know, quite white roles Mm. to just say, look around you this isn't a white world really but for them in their experience I guess you know maybe growing up especially I'm talking more about the states as well because they don't necessarily get to have a world that their world isn't necessarily as diverse so when they're writing it's not I don't think that they're trying to be racist they're just writing about what they know I get that
0: that yeah no I get that because I think um, I always say that if I was to write something it'd be be very black (laughs) even though I live in London and I have interacted with all types of races what I know is a black as a black existence in a black world so i i understand that but i think it's also if you've got the domination and you've got the monopoly on the industry then you have to kind of pull back and say well we know that the world doesn't look like just us in this room so how do we if we're going to dominate we have to be able to be fair and give equal voice to everyone so it's it's fair dues they should branch out so i guess that's a good thing that um
1: again like you're saying it's like you're going to write for, for your world mm-hmm. and it will be back. And then, so I think it is about bringing in so much more diversity from the top, like execs, you know, producers, everybody. You know, that's why I admire and just, oh. So passionate
0: about Ava much. I knew you were going to say her name. I was waiting for her to come up. She's amazing. Like I wish she's unbelievable.
1: and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I mean, she's even. She actually doesn't like the word diversity, which no. I, I actually I think I need to change that
0: too. No, we all do. it's, it's I have fought against things like bame. I hate diversity. I hate bame. I hate all those type of buzzwords. But sometimes when you're trying to get it into it, you end up using. I've ended up using yeah, some of those words yeah. because you run out of the way to just say black or non-white, and then you start going, you know, people of colour, and it just starts all getting very descriptive, so just like, I agree, but have you worked with her, have you met her, or...
1: Um, I got to meet her. I haven't worked with her, but that would be such
0: a big dream. I auditioned for Selma, so that was <gasps> what role? Know. Can you say? Um, Tessa Thompson um, ended up getting. It. Oh, okay. It was a
1: great little role, right? But, yeah. Um, I would have absolutely. I met her at a luncheon, um, a woman African American women in film okay. luncheon, and she was just so lovely. And that was just before that was before Selma, actually. Mm. You know, I'm just very happy she still follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: little things in life but at least I mean if you made a good yay. impression if you made a good impression <laughs> she'll probably remember she seems like the type of person to remember people that that she likes I, I'm really talking abstractly because I have no idea. I've met her once I think we at the Selma premiere in the UK and she was okay. just so lovely and warm and humble you know and she
1: also shines a light on everybody and when sure. I mean everybody I'm talking about the grip and when she was about to shoot Wrinkle in Time which is what a hundred million dollar movie um mm she you know demanded that she wanted women on the crew she wanted people from different backgrounds on the crew she met like they met her with a little opposition going "Ah, uh, we don't know and they were like and she was like no I trust you you will find them because these people are out here yeah. and then you see her crew on Wrinkle in Time and it just oh uh, like I mean I had a tear in my eye because I was like this is this is possible, and it's incredible. And how much richer can that set be? And apparently everyone was talking about how incredible the set was, like Reese, Reese Witherspoon, you know? Because a it wasn't white male dominated. It was just women, men, just just so beautiful.
0: Yeah, because it's even for, it'll be, it would be refreshing for even white women, and you just want to have a place where you can just be a woman, not feel intimidated, and feel like you're not the only one. So that I...
1: yes, and if you were a woman, you'd either be the actress with a very bit part
0: that, you know, has yeah. no substance. Yeah, exactly. So you make content as well. You made some short films. Are you planning to continue doing the making stuff? Or Yeah, I mean, I really, you know, I love doing that. I think it's a great way to keep creative
1: and also to have a voice. I just love working in that
0: world and I love, um, it's fun. What kind of, play? yeah, what kind of storyteller are you? What's your thing? I don't know
1: that I necessarily But I I love talking about the human condition Um, in all aspects of it. I think we're just fascinating creatures about how we go about with our lives and, you know, how we deal with issues. Watching people interact, I think, Mm. is very interesting. We'll
0: look forward to seeing a feature or a serial from you soon. So you're half Cameroonian. Do you have any, have you been to Cameroon? My mom's
1: Irish and my dad's Cameroonian.
0: Yeah. Have you been to Cameroon? Do you have any connection with Cameroon?
1: And then I moved to Cameroon when I was three. Okay. I lived there till I was fourteen, um, and I was spending at that time we would spend our summers in Ireland. And then when I was fourteen, I moved to Ireland.
0: So you really lived a travelled life, a well seasoned, well travelled. Do you get to have you been to Cameroon in your adult years?
1: No, well I go so, till about eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, I would travel back again, like
0: I would be in Ireland, but I would go for Christmas and stuff like oh, that, but okay. I haven't been back since I entered my 20s, yeah. Does any of, Does any of that mix and clash influence you in the person you are? I mean, obviously it obviously influences you the person you are today, but maybe in your choices and decisions you make as an actress, or is it just like, this is just you, this is how you present? And now I
1: think it will will definitely, because Mm.
0: I think also having
1: been, um it's very interesting having lived in the States, how I view being mixed race, because, you know, especially in the States, there's not a lot of people that go under the bracket of mixed race, you know, you're kind of considered black, that's um, very much an American view. And I love being mixed race, I, I, you know, I really, I can call myself Cameroonian, I love that I can call myself Irish, I think it's very important for my identity. Um, and in terms of influencing my work, I think before it was interesting, like some roles that I took out of drama school where I was, you know, uh, I was a stripper, I was a prostitute, I was the girl having an affair. Um, now, I don't necessarily think that I would be interested in those roles, you sure. know, unless there was something really of substance. I think that sometimes we get given those roles because we look exotic yes. rather
0: than. And it takes a moment to kind of understand. You have to grow. It really does because you leave drama yeah.
1: school, you're so innocent, and all you want to do is work. Yes. You, you know, you don't go out there going, I know, you know, that <laughs> yeah. you're aware of all this. You're not aware. And then suddenly you're like, oh, that doesn't quite make sense. Why? Yeah. You know why that role and not that role, and why am I a stripper with a British accent when I'm actually Irish?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I get yeah, I really get it because I think that is a that is a very valid point of the, of the actors that I've spoken to, and especially someone who's taken questionable roles. I think mean, I think what's prolific in the in, over here in the the, 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 the the what do you call it the negative stories or the perceived yeah, negative stories yeah, about what, gun crime yeah, and stuff like that. What message am yeah.
1: I sending?
0: Yeah, exactly. And some some actors like, you know, also you don't realise that maybe you're being used, but then at the same time some it's that catch twenty two, well, why shouldn't you tell the story? Why shouldn't you be the prostitute and be the best prostitute, mixed race prostitute? without having to always question like why am I being the mixed race person? why have they chosen me do you ever find there's any tokenism because, because I feel like there's a lot of interracial mixed race stories that are coming out because they're yeah. trying to represent this voice but then does is there any kind of tokenism in that like you being okay you fit the bill because you're this I don't
1: think so I mean yeah it's interesting right because you know I know definitely in the states where you know like a half American half Indonesian girl would be playing a Latina you can't get away with that anymore sure you know they're asking you where are you really from Everyone's Whereas before, as we out. know, like a white guy who looked Arab would be playing a terrorist. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Everyone's can't do that anymore. anymore. Yeah, it's 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 the call out culture is serious. So right. okay, so what's next for you? And um, I'm not too sure. Yes, I was um, I was in the
1: states. I was um, shooting a pilot, and then I came. Um, I just literally landed. So I know I'm having um, a bunch of meetings next week. You know, self tapes have been sent out, so hopefully something very soon will be around
0: the corner if this is my trivia question so if uh-huh. there are any tv couples that you could have been a part of who would that have been past or present oh which tv couple yeah which tv couple would you like to be the the wife or the girlfriend of Well, who's the most okay. memorable tv couple a
1: memorable TV couple. Um, I love that. Um, I don't know if you ever watched this. We'll be bad at remembering the actors' names, but Friday Night Lights.
0: I watched it, but I didn't finish watching it. I don't know the couple.
1: That couple. Okay, there, okay. they had. I love them together.
0: Okay, so you'd be you you'd be the girl. Huh?
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. She's okay. like that. She's called Connie Britton. Is her name? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I started watching, but I never finished that series. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: and he's such a great actor. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I love him. He's in Bloodline now.
0: Ah, I started watching that, and again, I didn't follow through. It's time. My schedule's ridiculous, so I start mm-hmm. and I don't finish. But, yeah.
1: And I also love the chemistry in Sense8. That's a Netflix show.
0: I started... <laughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record. I Did started... You know watch... it? I half watched that, and then it went all over yeah, the place. the and Indian I lost...
1: girl and the guy from Germany. Okay. They have, yeah. They have. They're not. They're like together, but not together. Do you know
0: what I mean? Because like they're sensorily together. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. When when they're not jumping in and out in in and out of each other's bodies and consciousness. Yeah, they're
1: like kind of. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very strange show, but their chemistry <laughs> is,
0: like really hot. I'm fine. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much. So, is Red Waters a series, and it's a, it's going to be it's, it's ongoing. So you you in it till they say that you're not in it.
1: Um, So we just shot the first series, and it was was the last, the episode six, the last one was um, shown yesterday on BBC One, and uh, yeah, we don't know if we're doing a two or not. It's oh. been it's been left on a massive cliffhanger with so many um, stories that are so open. People on Twitter were going, "Oh, what's happening? You can't leave Captain Elsie like this. We need answers. We need
0: a series two. Okay, so that I was just about to say. So, what's the what's the response been like to Redwater? Water? So, it obviously, sounds like. People want more.
1: I think because it's, yeah, like people are, you know, I mean, it's interesting with Twitter, right? Because you've got some people who love cliffhangers and some people who really do not like cliffhangers. <laughs> so it's you. kind of like, they're like, don't leave me like this, you know?
0: Thank you very much for speaking to me.